So I have this idea that fear comes from the unknown, right? And what is more unknown than an enemy you can't see? Um, Unlike almost any other story I've ever covered, I'm afraid too. I don't want anyone I love to die. I don't want thousands or hundreds of thousands of Americans to die. I don't want people all over the world to die. Uh, I don't want to die. I, I don't want to leave my daughter alone. Hi, I'm Bonnie Petrie, and welcome to episode one of Petri Dish. Yes, conveniently, my name kind of lines up for its own health and science-themed podcast title, but let's talk about what you just heard there, that recording. I made it in my car on March 25th, and I've been making these recordings just to sort of keep track of how I've been feeling lately. It's been an intense time for everyone, right? Even for me. You see, I'm a bioscience medicine reporter for Texas Public Radio. I cover health, medical research. I talk to doctors and nurses and scientists all day, every day. And I've been doing this for more than a decade. I've always known a pandemic like this one was a possibility or even a probability, but knowing that and experiencing that are two different things. Now, for a while, the emergence of a novel coronavirus in China was a medical story. It was my story. Chinese health authorities are still working to identify the virus behind a pneumonia outbreak in the central... Hong Kong reported two more cases linked to Wuhan flu, bringing the city's total... It became everybody's story. There are now 29 cases that we know about locally. Texas declares a public health disaster for the first time in more than 100 years. Local businesses pushing back after they were told to close down because of the pandemic still ahead. It was about two weeks ago, San Antonio announced the first travel-related case of coronavirus here. It reverberated around the newsroom at Texas Public Radio, and every reporter started covering the story. As as the city noted, they got word that there was a positive case around 1 o'clock in the morning. This person is in isolation. That's Joey Palacios. He covers City Hall. Within days, the number of cases doubled, then doubled again. Schools began closing down. Here's our education reporter, Camille Phillips. For many Texas parents and parents around the country, working remotely isn't an option. Gabby Garcia is a licensed... And San Antonio is just a few hours from the southern border. Along the banks of the Rio Grande, a small group of kids splash in the mercury Our immigration reporter, Ronaldo Leonios Jr., frequently talks to migrants in a tent encampment in Matamoros, Mexico. Now, there's been an unexpected twist. The coronavirus might reach the camp, and he feels they're invisible in the eyes of the Mexican government. We also have a huge military presence here in the city. Our reporter, Carson Frame, covers that. To lessen the chances of exposure, base leaders are screening incoming recruits for the virus and have told trainees... So at first, our reporters were covering the immediate effects of the coronavirus, like the empty grocery store shelves. Pretty soon, though, they were covering the many, many ripples. 
There was a story from our technology reporter, Paul Flav, about giving birth when the hospitals are so busy with COVID patients. Many women are asking questions about how COVID-19 could impact their pregnancy or birth. We simply don't know. We wish we could tell everybody, don't worry about it, it'll be fine. But we don't know that yet. There's just so much we don't know. But every morning, all of the reporters you just heard get on a call together. Ray, are you on the line? Hi, yeah. So today at 11, I'm going to And then we just talk about what we know so far, what we want to know, and what we need to know. Thanks, Ray. Camille, are you on the line? Yes, I'm here. So... Lots of odds and ends today. I'm trying And to then we go out and we try to get some answers. Carson, are you with us? Yeah, I'm here. All right. So I got kind of thrown off track yesterday with all the stuff about... These same training. daily conversations are happening at public radio stations across Texas. So that's what I'll be doing in this podcast. I'll sit down with our news team and with other reporters from across the state. We'll all interview experts and we'll try to piece together a clearer image of the new world we now live in. So today, what I want to do is kind of introduce you to this virus, because for me, information is comforting. Maybe that's true for you, too. And San Antonio is the perfect place to meet this virus, because on the edge of the city, right across from a Walmart, sits Texas Biomed. It's out there, outside downtown, for a very specific reason. They have the really scary stuff in there, like Ebola and its equally deadly cousin, Marburg. And now they have SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19. To fight it, they need to understand it. To understand it, they need an animal model. From marmosets to monkeys to baboons, Researchers here want to figure out if non-human primates get sick with COVID-19 like humans do. And that's the animal model. Finding an animal model, it takes time, and this is why. Not all animals react to all viruses. For example, they're pretty sure this coronavirus came originally from a bat. But bats aren't dropping out of the sky dead of coronavirus. They have it. They're fine with it. Then, this virus likely transmitted to another species before it jumped to humans, and that species, whatever it was, may have been fine with it. Some of the animals at Texas Biomed will also be fine with this virus. It won't make them sick. So they need to find an animal, like maybe a baboon, that gets sick from this coronavirus in much the same way humans do, and may respond to treatments and vaccines in much the way humans do. That kind of work takes a minute. Research centers like Texas Biomed are in the spotlight right now as this pandemic rages. The world, literally the whole world, is counting on people like them. It's all hands on deck here. Have you seen the Avengers? This, to me, when I think about it, is like the Avengers of medicine. Their Thanos is this novel coronavirus. So they don't have costumes or alter egos, and they all have their own strengths and specializations. One of them is named Ricardo Carrion. 
My focus is developing vaccines and therapies for agents such as Ebola virus and now coronavirus. Gadion's superpower is that he knows viruses probably as well as anyone anywhere. He's a virologist who spent the last 17 years working with viruses like Ebola at Texas Biomed. I recently had a chance to chat with him. How did you first come to understand that a virus was a thing that existed? You know, I'm a, I'm a San Antonian. Yeah. I've lived here all my life. Very quickly, I had to do re-education in my, my household, letting people know that you know, if you walk on a cold floor without shoes, you're not going to get the flu. You know, it, it's, there's something else that causes uh, that to occur. Right. A- and these things are microbes. My interest in viruses are because they're, they're very small. They don't have their own way of replicating. They depend on the humans or a mammalian cell host to replicate. So let's talk about that. A virus is one millionth of an inch. Is that an accurate... It's very tiny. Yeah, right. super tiny. You have to use electron microscopes, which are not um, that common in a lot of areas, to be able to see these small structures. And that's how coronavirus gets its name by how it looks. It looks like it has a crown. Uh, scientists aren't very inventive with their names, but it looks like it looks like a crown. It's a coronavirus. Yeah, it looks like a crown. Yeah. Louis Pasteur created rabies vaccine and never saw a virus, right. never could see right. it. But he could see that it was wreaking havoc. Right. right. It's amazing to me that something so small can do so much damage. How does that happen? They're able to take over the human cell. Now, once it takes control of that cell's replication machinery, it's able to produce thousands of copies of itself. So you get a virus somehow, then what? If your immune system doesn't trap it and inactivate it, then it will find a receptor that it likes on a cell and use that to enter the cell. And then as it, as it replicates and it reaches a certain point, it buds out from the cell, and then it now becomes a new virion that can now infect other cells. So does it destroy the original host cell? It, it alters the cell, so it's, it's, it's no longer functional. So if you look under a microscope and you infect cells with this virus, they start twisting and becoming uh, elongated. Like most living things, this virus has a family. It's just one coronavirus out of many, and scientists have been studying this family for a little while now, since 2003. Panic grips Hong Kong as a deadly new virus sweeps through the city. One of the That's most when there was a worldwide epidemic of a coronavirus called SARS. This week saw the galloping rise of SARS, severe acute respiratory syndrome. And as new doctors, nurses and healthcare workers now make up a quarter of all victims. And SARS is becoming more aggressive. The number of victims There's many coronaviruses out there that don't cause disease and others that cause disease that are mild. This in particular, there's been 3 since 2003 that have emerged to cause a severe respiratory syndrome. So 2003 was SARS, 2012 it was MERS, Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, and now it's now the COVID-19. Uh, what can you tell me so, about what you know about what viruses like this do once they're in a human population? So, so believe it or not, usually the longer the outbreak lasts, the virus tends to attenuate. So it becomes less of a problem. The, the viruses become less pathogenic over time, the mortality rate drops. For example, like the flu. The flu kills, for sure, yeah. every year. And we have a vaccine. 
get your flu shot. Um, but we sort of coexist with influenza yeah. at this yeah. point, especially if we get vaccinated, we can more easily coexist. Yeah. Is there a point that we could coexist with SARS too? So with this one, I don't think it's going to be like the flu story. I, I think mm-hmm. it's going to be more like the SARS and MERS where, you know, after you get over the initial rounds of uh, these person-to-person transmission and we control it and it, and it stops, you know, we're not going to have these, these type of issues again. So, Dr. Carrion, you're a scientist, but you're also a human being. You have a family, and you and your colleagues, you're also at risk. How do you keep your eyes on the road when so much is at stake here? I guess my approach is we're capable of doing something, so, so do what we can. So we all have roles. I mean, your role here is informing the public. My role is to help get some of these models up and going. The collaborators we have with, their role is to, to develop these vaccines and therapies. So I think the important thing to do is just focus on your strength. Dr. Carrion, I know you're busy saving the world over there at Biomed. We thank you so much for your time. Right. No problem. Thank you. We started off this this podcast listening to my private thoughts about my own fear related to this pandemic, the fear of dying myself, the fear of leaving my teenage daughter alone. But see, this is the thing, I think. We can't let fear run this shindig, you know? I think Dr. Carrion hit it on the head when he said we're all capable of doing something. We all have roles. So do your thing. Make your difference. With clean hands and don't touch your face, okay? We're all in this together, even if we must stay apart. And we want to hear from you about how this pandemic is affecting your life. Tell us how you're feeling, what you're worried about, what you're doing differently now. You can email us at petridish at tpr.org. That is Petri, like my name, not like the dish, P-E-T-R-I-E, dish, D-I-S-H, at tpr.org. This podcast was produced by Ben Henry and edited by Fernanda Camarena. TPR's news director is Dan Katz. We're a production of Texas Public Radio. I'm Bonnie Petrie. Talk to you soon.